Thank you, Jesus. You know, I like to, I like to start off by professing things. That we come in and profess, you know, we believe, therefore we speak. Isn't that right? Amen. So today I want to make I want us to make a profession. Now, if you don't believe it, don't say it. You better think about it, because I might slip something in there on you. But I don't think I'll do it. Amen? Amen. I want you to repeat this with me if you would. Father, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. Your word never gets old. It never grows old. It never grows old. It's never weak. It never loses its power. It never loses its power. It's always living. Always living. Always life giving. Always life giving. I thank you for this life that I have in Christ Jesus. And your word. And your word. That reveals, that reveals and produces, and produces this, life in me. this life in me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And one of the things we really need, that the body of Christ really needs to come into, is the saving knowledge, uh, uh, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in this respect. That we really, really have new life in Christ Jesus. That we really, really have the life of Christ. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. God doesn't expect us to live this life independently of Him. It's not about us trying to do something. It's about us living in what He's already has done. Amen? Living in His ability. In his strength. One of the saddest facts that, listen to this now, this is important. One of the saddest facts that we face as the children of God, amen, is that sons of God, daughters of God, men with God's very life and nature on the inside of them are walking and living as ordinary men and women in this earth. It ought not be. It ought not be. The life that we have in Christ Jesus is so much greater, so much better than the, the life that we, better than our life, trying to live our life in the flesh. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at, um, and I'm, I'm going to read this, and I'm going to read it to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses uh, 1 through 4. And you know what? I don't have the translation that I'm going to read from. But that's all right. Can you put up, see if you can find the Wayman's translation and put that up? I don't know if you have it. You don't have it? All right. First Corinthians, let's look at chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I want y'all to pay close attention today. This is critical. Uh, I, and I, I titled this message any day now. Any day now. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3, verses 1 through 4, it says this. Alright? We'll get there in just a second. It says, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, because, at, I mean, but as uh, unto carnal, as unto babes, as unto babes in Christ. 
I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you are not able, neither are you not able to bear it, neither are you now, uh, neither yet are you able now, or able, okay? For you are yet carnal. Carnal means that your flesh ruled. That you're ruled by your five senses. The believers shouldn't be ruled by the five senses. You are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollo, are you not yet carnal? We're still trying to figure out who we are. The church is still, the body of Christ is, is still trying to figure out what doctrine I need to sit under. Wow. The body of Christ as a whole, many of us have put ourselves in a box through our own interpretation, not any interpretation that comes from the Holy Ghost. Because if you have, if you, if you have an interpretation of the Holy Ghost, we'd all be one. Amen. 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 Because with God there is no confusion. You see, many of us want to put ourselves in a box. I'll tell you why. Because we see ourselves as weak and forever being weak. And, and you know, that, oh, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Oh, I'm only human. You know, I, I, I'm just, uh, none of us are perfect. I told my wife just this, this, this morning. I said, in the flesh, none of us are perfect. And I said, but the, the, re the problem with saying that and talking about that is, Jesus says that we are complete in him, that we've been made perfect. We have been because we received his perfect life. If we don't get to live and walk it out, it ain't God's fault. He, he, he gave it to us. And as long as you keep saying that, you're walking in doubt and unbelief. That is a lack of faith. You'll hear it a hundred times. If you, if, if you turn on the TV right now and turn the Christian stations all over, you'll hear that right. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. All right, I understand in the flesh, in our own flesh, I mean, just say, you're going to be carnal or you're going to be spiritual. But if we walk as spiritual men, we're perfect. And as long as you keep saying that, you're going to stay in the weak posture that you have. I'm going to show you six things today, here in a second, that, you, that, that the way the church stumbles. Paul found it impossible, he found it impossible that he'd be able to write about deep spiritual, the deep spiritual aspect of what Christ had accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection. It'd be impossible to get people to see it and to believe it because they were so calm. They were so flesh ruled and controlled. He found it impossible to, to write about the new created, the newly created life, the new creation life. Why? Because they were flesh ruled. They were ruled by their five senses. Believers should not be ruled. We should never be ruled by our five senses. Because if we're ruled by our five senses, we will never see God in light or see a Christ, a, a, who we are in Christ, or even see Christ as who he is. And what he's, his work. 
You see, the church needs to know about God's work, about Christ's work. Because everything and anything that has to do with your victory is based on what he has done. What he suffered for you, what he had become, his substitutionary work. Why he took your place to do for you what you could never, ever possibly be able to do. See, and as a body, we, we, we're not supposed to live like that. Amen? You see, they hadn't yet learned how to live from their recreated spirit. When I say this, people will look at me like, like as I think as Brother Hagee said, like, or even maybe Charles Cap, uh, as, a, as a cow in a new gate. <laughs> they never learned how to live according from their recreated spirit. Your life. In other words, they never learned how to experience and live and walk out this new life that we have in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. People are still waiting for things to rain down from heaven. They're waiting for things. God, and they're crying and begging God for stuff that's already been done. When, when the scripture says that, when, you know, we, we see that the work of Jesus Christ is finished, He's not going to create anything new for you. It's already done. It's already yours. You're already healed. You're already whole. When are you going to take hope of it? That's right. But if we get caught up in the realm of the natural, in our thinking, in our, in our, in our, in our you know, in our soul man, and, and if we're going to be controlled by what we see, hear, feel, taste, and touch, then, then you, you're going to suffer consequences. I, I, I talked about this last week. I said, my God, the scriptures, our God is a God that calls those things that be not as though they were. Yes. See, natural things look this way. Natural things look this way, but God doesn't call things from the natural perspective. He calls things from the spiritual perspective. So when he, he's not looking, he didn't look at Abraham's body, and he didn't look at Sarah's physical body. I got something to be done in the both of you, so I'm going to cause it to happen from the realm of the spirit. When are we going to start living from the realm of the spirit? That's right. It's not about what we've done. It's about what he's done. It's not about my words, it's about his words. It's not about the words that I gather through my five senses. It's about the final authority of his word. You see, when God ever, whenever God, listen, when God perceived something in his heart, before he spoke it, it was already done. The moment he conceived it, you see, when are we going to conceive in our heart the reality of what Jesus Christ has done for us? Because that's when the moment we, when it becomes our reality in our heart, then what he has put in our recreated spirit, we're going to possess it. Yeah. It's going to manifest in our lives. He is... Oh, man, I'll tell you something. Boy, I love this. I'm so thankful. i got, I got to tell you all something. The other day, this woman comes to my house from the healthcare people. You know, from my healthcare thing, they want to do this physical... Uh, so she's doing this test, and she does a cognitive test. Found out I'm a genius. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she, does, she does this cognitive test, and then she does, you know, she does all these other tests, and, and then she checked my um, blood pressure, and she checked all the. Now, I have been dealing with blood pressure uh, in the past. Matter of fact, my doctor wanted to put me on some special program with injections and stuff just a while back. And, and 
me say, she checked my blood pressure the other day. She said, I got to check that again. When she checked my blood pressure, she said, she took it to person. She said, I just thought I made a mistake. And she came back and she looked again. She said, how old are you? I said, I'm 69 years old. And she ran all the tests she's supposed to run. And she says, there's nothing wrong with you. Because, see, believers, not just believers, but the world, I ain't going to say believers because I hope believers aren't thinking this way. The moment we get over a certain age, we start expecting negative things to happen because we're aging. That ain't what my God said. Man, I tell you, Enoch was 350 years old, and he was not. He was not. I'm a son today. I want to be, and he's not. I don't have to die from sickness and disease. I don't claim I'm not going to die from sickness and disease. Oh, somebody said, that blasphemy me. No. Devil. I believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I feel so good now. I had to change some of my eating habits. Because I would eat everything. As one comedian said, yeah, I eat everything on the menu. So thank you. <laughs> I would eat everything and every, anything. Man, I, tell, I can't even tell you. I can't explain to you how good I feel. Amen. And not just because she said that. I'm sitting there just waiting and looking. She's going through all these tests. And, and she's doing it. She's like. She finally said. She asked me if I was lonely. If like. When, when people aren't around that I feel depressed and all that, man, I feel better. Because <laughs> he said he'd never leave me, nor forsake me. So I'm never alone anyway. He never intended for me to be alone. He told Adam, he says, because he's alone, he gave her, he, gave, he, he got a woman. Right? Because he didn't want him to be alone, so he sent Eve. God doesn't want us to be alone, so he sent Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm never alone. That's right. I'm never alone. I'm not going to be miserable. I'm not going to be sick. I'll say it again. I ain't going to be sick. I'm not saying they ain't going to come show up in my doorstep. But like I told the church earlier, Jesus won the victory. Yes. yes. I didn't win the victory. He won the victory, but I became an overcomer because of his victory. Amen. So that means things will come. Stuff will try to lay and rest up on you. Don't see if you'll take it. If you, the enemy wants to know if you'll take it, if you'll accept it. You see? People talk about, oh, I'm faithful, I'm faithful. I have faith. What happens when the rubber meets the road? What happens when... You know, I hear this all the time, and I can't speak this over people, but I can speak it over myself, I can speak it over my wife, I can speak it over my children, my generations, I believe that. Right? I can do that. I can't speak over you. I can pray over you, and I can remind you who you are in Christ Jesus. And until that reality becomes your reality, I ain't nothing I can do to help myself. You understand? What happens when, when, when sickness shows up at your door? Are you going to be fearful? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, every time somebody I get a report and somebody tells me about somebody sick, I say, you're healed. That's right. The first thing that bursts forth out of my heart is healed. I don't sit there and start making plans on how to get the doctor to get me healed. 
He can, he, he, he can put, he can do it's a band-aid. He can do some things, you know, to, to bring some comfort as well. But my God is the one that heals. Amen. Jesus took that position, and why would I deny him? Come on now. Amen. See, he's my healer. He's my healer. Yes, he is. Matter of fact, he gave me his life. 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 He ain't sick. He ain't sick. Neither am I. Neither am I. Amen. You see, they didn't understand that everything, going back to the, Paul, the people that Paul were talking to, they didn't understand that everything they, that they needed lived in them. They needed everything they needed to live and to walk, and this new life was given to them so that they can live the way he wanted them to live, they can walk the way he wanted them to walk. Now, when we talk about the walk, we're talking about the lifestyle. He gave you the ability to walk in the lifestyle that he prepared for you. I'm so sick and tired of people with God made me this way. No, he didn't. That's a lie from the pits of hell. That's a lie. I don't care. I don't care what the government says or anybody else says or who says what. He gave you new life so that you can overcome that old life. Yes, yes, yes. And if you think that you're just going to get it, come in the kingdom of God and use salvation as fire insurance so you don't go to hell, you got another thing coming. The bottom line is to believe, you yield and give up everything of the old man and take on the new man. And the reason, that's it, take them. Get rid of the old man. The old man's been dead. Let him stay dead and take on the new man. Yes, yes, yes. Simple. Let me keep going because I feel like I'm supposed to preach this morning. God gave them ability. He gave us ability. His ability, not just any. Matthew 28, 18. I'm going to show you something. When Jesus came back after he rose from the dead, the scripture said, I'll, I'll, I'll get there so we can go there together. Matthew 28, 18. He said this. He says, what's it? And Jesus came to see this after he had resurrected. And he had, oh, because he had all the power. He had all ability. He stripped that old lion stinking devil. Mm. And he says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power, all authority, has been given to me in heaven and earth. Next verse, please. Or the next part of that verse, whatever it is. Amen. He said, all right, hold on. He said, all power has been given to me in heaven and earth. Look, go ye therefore. And he told them to teach, baptize, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But we go there, we go ye there, because all authority has been given unto him. He's got the victory. All right? We're overcomers, so we go ye therefore. Based on what he possesses. All authority, all power, all might and dominion. Amen? Amen. Yeah, that's good. What ability did Jesus impart to the believer? That's good. What? The believer is now born into the family of God. And he's born of God. And immediately he received these three things. There's three things. Alright. Hmm. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. 
Romans 12, 3. Romans 5, 5. I'm going to say it for the second time. Romans 12, 3 says that we all receive, every believer immediately receives the measure of faith. Everybody say, I received the, the measure of faith. The measure of faith. All right, Romans 5, 5 says the measure of love, the love of God. Romans 5, 5, don't worry about it. Romans 5, 5 says that I received, Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I received the measure of faith and I received the love of God. Amen? what it says, and hope make us not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. Amen. Amen? Amen. And the third thing, Romans 5, 17, go there. Romans 5, 17. Amen, I know I'm moving fast, but, but that's alright. Romans 5, 17. You ready? Watch this now. So here we said, listen to me carefully. Don't miss this. Don't get distracted. Y'all stay over here with me. I want you to hear this, see it, and hear it. It says this. Alright? It says this. What did I say? The first thing was the measure of faith. The next thing was the measure of love. And the third thing, and the third thing is the abundance of grace. The third thing is the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Right. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they that said me, say me, I have received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So once again, three things. They receive the measure of faith, the measure of love, and the abundance of grace, and the gift of righteousness. Four things. Amen? This is what every believer receives. Now, I want y'all to get this. Uh, the average believer has never received in their heart these six realities. Alright? Alright. Verse 1. I mean, uh, first, the first one, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. All right? Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. It's six realities of it. All right? Ephesians 1, verses 16. What did I say? 17 and 18. Now, these are the realities that, let me say it again, the average believer has never received in their hearts. Once again, where? In their hearts. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, what? So whatever is in the heart is going to come out. And until we get this, your knowing is in your heart. All right? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, Lord, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Next verse, please. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what was the hope of his calling. So a lot of folks have never been enlightened to know what the hope of their calling is. That's why I can't, you can't afford to get in the pulpit and, and mess around with stuff when God is, Jesus, 
I've done this. I've defeated sin. Sin is powerless. Sin has no power over you. I've done this. It's completed. It's a done work. And but yet still, I'm sitting there saying, well, we all got flesh. All got flesh. You don't believe that sin doesn't have power over you. You believe sin up. You've given sin that place when you have that attitude. When you have that mentality. You received an abundance of grace. What is grace? God's ability. God's strength. God's capacity working for you. Working in you and through you. But you keep opening your mouth to talk about your failures. What you're incapable of doing. Incapable of doing. That's not faith. That's foolishness. Wow. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Go to verse 3 for me, please. This is the second thing. I told you six things, right? Six things. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Watch this now. People are asking God to bless them. Believers. asking God for blessings. When the scripture says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who what? Hath already done it. He hath blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now let me tell you what they do. They'll come back and try to explain what spiritual blessings are. I just told you that your God is a God that calls those things that be not as though they were. Right? right? So, he's taking the natural and he's changing it from the realm of the spiritual. So those spiritual blessings for you are to change your natural. They'll be in there picking them apart trying to pull up spiritual blessings and don't walk around confused. Be enlightened. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. This is the third thing. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. Body of Christ, wake up! Wake up! Unto me, this is Paul, who am less than the least of all saints, watch this, is the grace given to him that I should preach the grace given, the grace given, God's ability, God's strength, yes. God's capacity. Yes. The grace given that I should preach, that he'd be able to preach. Why? Among the Gentiles, what? The unsearchable, the unsearchable riches of Christ. We have no idea about the unsearchable riches of Christ. We're waiting to get to heaven together. <laughs> Want to live like hell in this earth? <laughs> When you're not even in this, you're not even of this earth anymore. You have the life of God and the life of Christ Jesus. You have the life of God on the inside of you. He says you're an heir, you're an heir of God, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Oh, when I get to heaven. Stop it. The devil's lying to you. He's cheating. He's stealing. When Jesus told you all, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he's trying to do. He may not send you to hell, but he'll make you wish you were you in that you were in hell by the time life keeps beating you up. It'll make it seem like hell. It'll make it seem like hell. Yeah, that's bad. 
Amen. Unto me, who am less than all of the saints, is the grace that something God is doing in Paul, given that I should preach among the Gentiles. What? That I should preach not sin. He didn't come to preach sin. He came to preach the uncertain. Do you know what happened to you when you accepted Jesus? Do you know what happened from the day, from uh, from day one, from the cross to the throne? Do you have any idea? Unsearchable. You see, these are the unsearchable riches of Christ. These things, they're so powerful and so awesome and so magnificent, they can only be revealed by the one who possesses them. Ooh, that's right. He has to reveal them. People can't even get revelation because they've taught so much common nonsense. Talk about their failures. You want to come out of your failures? Come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Learn about his grace. Learn about him, Christ, in you. The expectation of glory. Nonsense. Nonsense. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. Ephesians 3.12 In whom Watch this, are y'all ready? In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. What he's saying, Pastor, there's no limit to this new life. There's absolutely no limit to this new life that we have in Christ Jesus. And as long as your focus is your weaknesses or somebody else's weaknesses, you're going to walk around in darkness. And you're not even, you're not even, you don't even live in darkness. You live in light. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. This is the fifth thing. Ooh, wee. Boy, I tell you what, I'm preaching good whether you like it or not. This is real. You're not going to change your behavior unless you fall in love with Jesus Christ. That's right. Unless these things, these six things that I'm talking about become your reality, that's what's going to change your behavior. That's right. Why? Because you see differently. Because these things are revealed to you. God started off with his name. Jehovah, the self-existing one who reveals himself. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal the reality of who you have become. Please. But unto every one of us is given grace. Stop saying that you're just an old sinner saved by grace. You have grace applied to your life to cause you not to live weak and sin ridden and under the bondage of sin Watch this. It, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure, the measure of the gift of Christ. Unlimited. Unlimited. The word ain't the problem. Jesus is not the problem. People just be blaming God for stuff. Get mad at God and it should be doing stuff and saying stuff. 
The devil wants you to blame God. He wants you to feel like, well, the reason this didn't happen because we're just human. Where God's mercy, I live in it. I live in His grace. His grace is I didn't get mercy. His mercy is I didn't get what I could have gotten. I live under His loving kindness now. That He's always mindful of how much He loves me. And he's always extending his mercy to me. And he's prepared his grace. He gave me his grace. He gave me his grace so that I could live like him. So that my life can bring him glory. The grace of God operating in your life brings him glory. We sang that song this morning, Be Glorified in Me. Hallelujah! Get <laughs> some preacher back here. All right, Ephesians chapter 4, verse, let's go to verse 13. Boy, this is good to me. Is it good to you this morning? Well, you might as well sit here until I finish it, because i got to finish this. Amen? If you're in a hurry, you've got an appointment, call and cancel your appointment. You need this. Amen? Watch this. Till we come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect How do you put yourself under the hand of the enemy? How do you speak like that 
and then say that you're under, you're under the power of God? How do you fix your mouth to say something like that? How do you sit under something like that? How do you listen to that? Look at this. Who have delivered me, delivered us from what? From the power of darkness. And have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Into the kingdom. We've been translated. He's delivered us and we have been translated into the kingdom of the son. How do you put your hand, how do you put yourself under the power of your flesh? Everybody say, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. If you're sinning and grinning and messing up and living, anything that you do that is against the word of God is sin. And if you think you can lay in and you can say, I'm not going to change because wherever you at, you better go. You better get under where you can hear about the power of God, what Jesus Christ has done. What Jesus said, when Paul said, my grace is, when, uh, when God said, my grace is sufficient for you, he was saying, hey, I've done it all. Get the moving, get the stepping, get up. My grace is sufficient for you. It was signed, sealed, and delivered through the, what Jesus Christ had done. Through his death, burial, his resurrection, through his victory over all powers. Boy, I tell you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants us to grow up into the full stature of Jesus Christ. It belongs to us. The full stature. The fullness of Christ. It belongs to us. Some of you are going to get your, you're going to keep your children healed. You're going to get them healed. You're going to get your generations healed. You're going to walk healthy. You're going to look in the mirror. You're going to go in there and you're going to call yourself what God says you are, not based on just what I preach today, but what he has revealed to your heart. He's going to, any day now, any day now, this word is going to become your reality. That's why this is my message right there. Any day now, because it's already done. Any day now, this is going to become your reality. Any day now, any second, you just keep going that way. You just keep pointing that way. You keep saying, Lord, reveal you the reality of your word to me. I've been hearing it for years, but I haven't made it my reality yet. Lord, make it my reality today. Uh, you're my wisdom. You're my righteousness. You're my sanctification. You're my redemption. You're my all in all. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're partakers of the life and the nature of the Father. In everything Jesus purchased for you and I, in his redemptive work, it's available. It's available when we get to heaven. When, bro? I hear you. Right now. Right now. It's available now. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Now. There's absolutely no ground for a man to be weak. He's gotten rid of all your weaknesses. He can't let you be strong. Man, man should never talk of a lack of faith or anything. Lack of ability, lack of power. Man, they sit there and they say these things stiff-necked. And they're saying, yeah, we're all sinners. Yeah, we're all weak. Yeah, yeah. And you're telling these people that 
You're denying the power of the living God. You're de denying the authority and the power that the Savior has. You're denying the fact that you're in the Savior and that wow. he's in you. Wow. You're speaking wow. lies out your mouth. You've been deceived. You've been hoodwinked and bamboozled. So that you never walk power. This is why the church doesn't look like Jesus Christ in America. You know, we have adopted some. You ever listen to some of the songs that we be singing from overseas, from Africa, and from Australia? You know what? Because them people have gotten a hold of the truth. They've seen it. They've seen evil and they've seen good. And they know good from evil. We don't. Mm. We just co-mingle mm. evil wow. with good. Tell it, Pastor. Tell it, Pastor. Tell the truth. Yeah. Amen. We around here, you know, just they, they say that this is a Christian nation, mm. and we go around the world telling people what they need to do with their business. Mm. Maybe we need to find out what they're doing. Mm. That's right. Family has no value anymore. Mm. It doesn't have any value. Kids don't respect their parents. They don't look. They don't care. We turn our kids over to tell cell phones. Twenty-four hours a day, we tell them, and the kids are walking around weak and limp. They're walking around limp. Your children are walking around limp because you put nothing in them that's like God. You're failing them, and you're bringing a curse on your family. And this nonsense about what is this stuff about? What is it? Uh, curse. Uh, generational curses. Generational curses. Generational curses. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And if you're messing around with generational curses, you're going to get towed up, tore up with generational curses. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. If he says there's no curse, there's no curse. Not on me and not on my generations. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Stop it. People want to sound holy and religious. You're full of nonsense. I've been redeemed from every curse. My seed is redeemed from every curse. My wife is redeemed from every curse. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I am redeemed. God, let the devil stand before Jesus and say that. Jesus already beat him, defeated him, stripped him. And he did it for us. And we're supposed to stand in the boldness and the power, the same power that raised up. Well, let me tell you something. Don't you know? Have you figured out that you have resurrection power? Don't you know that you're never going to see the grave? Your flesh will, because it's cursed. It can't see the Father. The only reason my flesh is any good is because of the life of Christ on the inside of me. If I give him first place, and this thing will stand until such a time as he say, all right, son, come on. You put your kids in front of a television. You find cell phones at three, four, five years old. You entertain them with the world. The, the world system is important. That's the reason the kids believe the way they think. I can be anything that I want to be. You're not putting God in them. Most, most, there's so many believers. I won't go there. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. I'm talking about the power of God working in us. Amen. 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 
There's absolutely no ground for a man to be weak, for a believer to be weak. Mm. A believer should never talk of lack, mm. or lack of faith or anything. Mm. I need more faith. You got all the faith you're going to get. That's you better true. access it. That's true. That's right. Well, of his fullness. The scripture says, of his fullness. Of his fullness we have all received. And grace upon grace. Ability upon ability. His ability. Not just any ability. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. under his feet. Right? He put all things under his feet, but yet still we're talking about how weak we are in the flesh. And I put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Who is the church? Huh? So when the devil comes and visits you, he's got to face him. Let me tell you about my little brother. I got a little brother. He was short, y'all know. He was short. Little red hair. He was fiery and wiry as he could be when he was little. And this rascal will go out and find the biggest person he could find at their home. He didn't go find nobody his size that he could just beat up. He got the biggest guy running, chasing him, and guess where he ran to? To me. He come right to me and said, Can't you find somebody small? You got to pick the life. Because he knew how much I loved him, and in spite of how wrong he was, I was going to protect him. He knew it. I mean, he knew it, and he took it. And I'm just a, I was just a weird kid, a teenager, a boy, but I was going to protect him, right, wrong, and different. Anybody's going to beat him up, it's going to be me. And I did that a bunch, too. <laughs> he made me beat him up. That boy was a mess. <laughs> that boy was a, wasn't he a mess? He was a mess. Thank God for my love. Amen. But Amen. the bottom line is this. Amen. When the enemy comes to attack us, mm. who are we calling on? Are we trying to fight him in our own strength and our own power? No. Absolutely not. We got a big brother who's already whooped his hind yeah. who's already defeated him, who's already stripped him, who's already, who's already brought him to nothing. Glory. Why are we giving, yeah. why are believers yeah. giving him yeah. the power, yeah. the, 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 the enemy the power to dominate Woo. you? Jesus. Don't get no better than this. That's right. Verse 23. Oh, we did that. Mm. Which is the head of the church, which is his body. There it is again. We're his body. The what? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. We fill him. We're filled with him. We become one with him. We complete him. He's the head. We're the body. He's the bridegroom. We're the bride. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You know, I'm not going to finish this today, but that's okay. 2 Corinthians chapter, what did I say? 3 verses 4 and 5. 4 and 5. Three, yeah, 2 Corinthians 3 verses 4 and 5. I'm preaching the whole Bible today. That's okay. That's okay. Amen. I'm not. And such trust, oh my gosh. Y'all ready for this? And such trust we have, how? Through Christ 
to God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think, to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. I'm not going to look at me no more. I'm not going to look at me no more. I'm going to look at him. Is he weak? No. Neither am I. Is he sick? No. Neither am I. Is he broke? No. Neither am I. Is he depressed? No. Neither am I. Now, without him, I'm all of those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke 24, 49. Real quick. I'm going to... Luke 24, 49. Y'all in here? Y'all want to go home? Luke 24, 49. Where you ain't going? I'm going to... And behold, I sent my, the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Did you get that power? The same power that they got in that upper room, guess what? He said that until you be endued with ability. Until you be endued with ability. Why am I looking at my failings instead of instead of his ability that's in me? Already in me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now you'll be able to understand. Now you can comprehend. Now you can receive revelation. Now the things that are happening in your life, the things that are happening, they're not natural, but they're spiritual. They're supernatural. They're spiritual. They go beyond the realm of the natural. They supersede the realm of that. They change the realm of the natural. Because you've been endued. You have the ability. Now we have the to we have the ability to know him in his substitutionary work, in his finished work. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. You can't get that without the Holy Spirit. It has to be revealed to you. Now you have the, the, the ability to enter into the fullness of the divine life. It's his ability that he's given us. Why do we keep looking at our failings when we should be looking at the ability that he's given us to live and walk out and experience this divine life? My God, my God. The ability to be my witness. The ability to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to use Jesus' name against all, all the forces of darkness. 725 Romans. We have to be redemption-minded. I'm going to look at one or two more scriptures, then I'm going to be done here. because i, I, I got to get these two. Hebrews 7.25. Hebrews 7.25. Amen? Hebrews. Hebrews 7.25. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I might have said Romans 25, but I meant Hebrews. My bad. Sometimes I do that. You know. Amen. Amen. It's all good. I bet Romans 7.25. Amen. Wherefore he is able, watch this. You got to be redemption minded. Mm -hmm. I've been redeemed. Mm -hmm. 
from the cursed of all. I've been redeemed. Wherefore is he is able also to save them to the utmost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He ever liveth to make intercession for you and I. Yes, yes, yes. Amen? Amen? James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. Come on, I know y'all ain't tired. Just get this. 122? J James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. Be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. I hear it, but I'm not a doer of the word. Keep going. Amen. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man unto beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner, forgetting what manner of man he is. You know what manner of man you are in Christ Jesus? Let's keep going. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, look into the things of God, look into the life that you have in Christ Jesus, uh, in liberty, and continue therein, he be not a hearer, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. So many people have been, they delude themselves. They believe in teachings of the, you know, certain teachings, they delude themselves. Meaning, they believe in false beliefs, opinions, man's opinions, deceived in the mind, constantly deceived. They don't study the Word of God. They don't fellowship or you go to church because they, they and then on and on and on. They don't do the things that they need to do to, to live and walk out their life and have the life revealed to them. So that they can live and walk out this victorious life in Jesus. The doer of the word. He's more than a teacher of the word. He's more than a, an admirer of the word. He's more than a student of the word. The word is living in him or her. is living so, so that the word is a part of our very being. We should live as though the word is a part of our very being. Amen? Amen? We walk in love. Amen. Our conduct is governed by love. When your conduct is governed by love, you don't want to look like what God said you ain't supposed to be. That's good. I don't care what it is. That's good. You don't want to look like the world and what the world says is right. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! His conduct will be governed by his love, which is, which, and that's the, that's the new law. Amen? Amen? He doesn't permit his or her, her mouth to sin against his, against his recreated spirit. And you see, that's what I listen to me. That's exactly what happens when you sit there and you listen to people tell you how no good you are and how weak you are. He's speaking, you're allowing them to speak against your recreated spirit. They don't have this revelation. They'll preach that all day. They'll speak that all day. Well, we're all just, we're all sinners. We all need Jesus. Man, I need Jesus every day. I have him. I need him. I have him every day of my life so I can live a victorious life so that I can rise above. If I'm, if I'm not rising above, that's on me. It's not because he didn't give me the power to do it. I need to change my wants and deeds. Amen? My God. 
Amen? He's not going to let his mouth sin against him. He's going to weigh in. He's going to, he's going to weigh and he's going to value his words. He's going to weigh his words and value them. All right. Romans 8.39. 8.31. Oh, that's a, all right. Um, hold on. I'll read it real quick. Romans. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 31. 31? Yeah, 31. We're going to be talking about eight verses. It's important to have we should never ever forget what manner of man or woman we are. What shall we say then? What shall we say? Uh, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for me, who can be against me? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, rather, yea, rather, that is risen again, not that he died, but that he's risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also made intercession for us. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he values us. He's telling the Father who we are. And the world's telling you how, to, you know, no, not the world. People are supposed to be believers telling you how weak you are. How dumb that is. All right? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, wait a minute. I thought I was just an old rotten sinner. Huh? I thought that, oh, we all, no. He says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Conquering, what are we conquering? Everything that the enemy is trying to overcome us with. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hmm. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. Amen. You're not impoverished. You're empowered. You're not weak. You're strong. Yeah. You're not from this natural realm. You're supernatural. You have a supernatural life. You're no longer dead, but you've been made alive. You see, here's what people don't realize. People always love to see when people are dead and they get raised up from the dead. You know, the greatest miracle is the fact that men are being raised from the dead every day. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your living, as your Savior, you are raised from the dead. You have been resurrected. You now have resurrection life. Meaning that death can never dominate you or overcome you again. Oh, I'm not going to die. The flesh is going to die. But you're not going to the grave. Jesus says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. See, he's saying he'll never leave you or forsake you. 
So Jesus is not going back to the grave. He's done been there. He's done stripped it. He took everything that was dead in him and he rose it up. Did already all those saints of old? They rose with him. Now they're found not in Abraham's bosom, but they're found in Christ Jesus. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is the moment that he'll come alive unto God. I know somebody's hearing us today. I know there are those of you out there today that have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And some of you that may think that you have. But the bottom line is this. The scripture says that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. What do you mean? It's something that God puts in your heart. You see, that's the faith that he was talking about. And he gives us all the measure of faith. He's giving you the measure of faith today to say, Jesus, Father, I accept what you've done for me through your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I believe that he rose again. I believe the message that is coming forth. I believe that I'm being pulled in today. I believe today that something is tapped on my heart. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that he shed his blood for me. I believe that I was lost without him and that I will be lost without him and I don't want to be lost anymore. That I want to come into the kingdom. That I want to be saved. I accept what Jesus has done for me. I believe that he died. I believe he rose again and he shed his blood for me. And I receive everything today that he has done for me. Father, I received it in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with me today, we welcome you into the family of God. Now, the next thing is you need to be in, you need to, God wants to give you a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that will teach you about what just happened to you and more about how powerful what Jesus did for you through his death, burial, and resurrection. Because he wants you to grow up and mature spiritually so that you can walk out what Jesus had died for and resurrected to give you this new life so you can walk it out and so that your life can bring him glory. So if you pray that prayer, we walk you into the family of God and all the heaven is rejoicing around you today. Know that. You're that special to God. To the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brothers and sisters, you need to know who you are. You need to know that you're all empowered. That you have the life of God on the inside of you. God wants these things revealed to your heart so that you can live and walk in there. If you don't have a church, home, if you're here in, in, in good old Richmond, Virginia area, we're at 7643 Street Road. Uh, right here in North Chesterfield. Uh, and Suite 200 every Sunday morning at 1045. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study, a conference called Bible study. Man, I'll tell you, isn't it good, folks? Amen. Well, you just sound like you believe it. It's good. Amen. Amen. You can get on and you can find out who, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock who you are in Christ Jesus. You can find out. He'll tell you the Holy Spirit wants to reveal it to you. He'll reveal it to you through our Bible study. By His Spirit, Amen. His Word and His Spirit, they work together. That phone number is, if you got a pen, get your pen. That phone number is 617-691-8902. 617-691-8902. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We very rarely go over an hour. 
I know over an hour. We try to keep it to one hour every now and then. It just gets so good to folks and they got questions and comments they want to make, so we'll go a little bit longer. But I guarantee you one thing, if you'll get in, get on, you'll be so full of the word. And you stick with us, you'll, you'll come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in such a precious, special way. Amen? Amen. All right, well, prosper and be in health, as the scripture said. That's yours. It's a promise from God. It's God's desire that, that uh, how does the scripture say? I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.